Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Praise God. Amen. What a wonderful time. I tell you, there's no better life than being a Christian. Amen. I, I know it because I've lived this life without being a Christian and I can tell you what, I had friends as long as I had, as long as I had some money, <laughs> right? But if I didn't have money to contribute, sometimes I didn't get a call. And, uh, but that's not how it is, amen, in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to jump right into this. If you have your Bibles, would you stand with me? We're going to read a portion of Scripture in Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18 through 22. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 14, or excuse me, chapter 4, verse 18 through 22. Matthew chapter 4, it says this, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. They didn't even hesitate. They just, let's go. Let's do it. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father, and followed him. Praise God. If you'd allow me here this morning, I'd like to preach for just a little bit. It's so good to have Sam and Natalie back with us. Praise God. Amen. Appreciate that so much. And I know they had the time of their life in Guatemala, right? Praise God. And so, amen. Maybe we can hear a little bit about that on Wednesday. Thank you, Jesus. We do have a Bible study on Wednesday night. It's open to everybody. We'd love for you to come. Amen. Be a great time. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And I'd like to speak for a little bit on this today. Follow me. Not me, but follow me. Jesus. I guess Paul did say, follow me as I follow Christ. But follow me. Amen. If you wouldn't mind, let's put our Bibles down and, and let's go to the Lord right now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, for the liberty and freedom that we enjoy in this country, Lord God, that we can 
peaceably assemble, O Lord Jesus, and that we can worship you, Father, in freedom and liberty, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would let revelation and understanding go forth here today. God, that souls would be encouraged to serve and to walk with you all the rest of their days of their life. Uh, God, we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you shake somebody's hand and tell them they're looking good? Amen. And then you may be seated. All right. You know, the Bible tells us that the grace of God that brings salvation to all people has appeared unto all mankind. You see, there is a universal call of salvation that has gone out. But what I love about this portion of Scripture, this is the first of Jesus calling his disciples and the call, it's a personal call. He looked right in the eyes of those two boys, and he said this. He said, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. There is a personal call that is going out every day that God is calling people to follow him. It's not just a universal call, but it is a personal call. And he knows everything about your life, but he still wants you to follow him. Right? He wants you to be his disciple. I think about in my life when I received this personal call to follow him. Why was it? Was it because of my great intellect? No. <laughs> right? I took me six years to get through high school, so obviously wasn't because of that. Was it because of my great stature and physique? No, no, not really. <laughs> uh, I, in fact, right now, I am the, the second shortest male in the house because I still got Mason by about one inch. <laughs> Every day, he's like, well, you're right there too, Mitch. And so... <laughs> But every day, Mason's like, he gets up, I think I'm taller than you this morning. And he's like, nope, you're not quite yet, buddy. Amen. His mom is like, well, I hope he gets taller than you. <laughs> I'm the perfect size. Anyway. But the call came not because of who I was or because what I was able to bring to his team but he saw what could become of my life. Amen. And that's how it is with you and I. He looks beyond the imperfections. 
He says, yes, I know this one's a little rough, but I still want him. I'm willing to call him out of the sea, out of the boat, out of the world. Amen. Because the world might think they're, they're just ignorant and unlearned fishermen, but they're going to have a testimony. And the testimony is this, that the world is going to be amazed. And they're going to say, how is it that these men who are ignorant and unlearned, but they speak with authority and power of something that they, the world doesn't know. Amen. The scripture says that they knew that they had been with the Lord. And so that's how it is. There comes a conversion in an individual's life. I remember when I became a Christian, uh, people that I used to run with and do all these things with, when I came back together uh, to meet with them and share what God has done in my life, uh, they said, what happened to you, Woods? Everything had changed in my life. And so I started to witness and to testify of what God had done in my life. In 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29, this will tell us a little bit about how we lost our... Oh, no, he is. I didn't see his head down there. I thought, we, I thought it was one of those Ichabod crane deals. There he is. Okay. I thought we lost our... Scripture, guy, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring nothing, the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Hey, when that giant was challenging the armies of God, uh, amen, God knew that there would be one that would come. It would be a boy. And then when he showed up for the battle, the armies of, uh, of God, uh, the people of God, the king of Israel, they said, hold on a second. Uh, you're just a boy. But this opponent out there has been a warrior, a champion from his youth. Uh, how is it? Uh, I want you to know uh, that the world may see you one way, uh, but God doesn't see you in the state you that you are, but he sees what you're able to do. God knew that inside of this boy was a giant killer. Inside of this boy would be the greatest king that would ever be on the throne of Israel. Hey, it's not where you are today, but it's where you're going to be tomorrow. It's where you're going to be next month with God and next year with the Lord. God has got great things in your life. You may not see it or may not even know it, but God wants to do something miraculous in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I mentioned this scripture already, but I want to read it to you at Acts 4.13. It says this. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. 
Yeah, my old friends, they were shocked. And they knew one thing. He really had an experience with the Lord. And that's how it's going to be in your life. Amen. It's going to be the same way. People are going to notice there's a difference in your life. How is it that you're able to go through the storms of this life and not be like everybody else? Why is it that there's a spring in your step? Why is it, amen, you're in a good mood? Don't you realize that your football career is over? Don't you realize the doctors are saying you'll never be able to compete again. How is it that you can say the Lord is great and mighty and better things are going to come my way? I want you to know that God is able to do the miraculous in your life. Praise God. You may not see it today, but it can happen. Praise God. Amen. How about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 through 5. Paul speaking here, he says, In my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's my faith. My faith is not in the wisdom or the intellect of man, but it is in the power of God. As Jesus rose from the grave, he said this, if you come unto me and drink, he that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Praise God. What he was saying is this if you drink of this water you will never thirst again he says I'll give you a new life amen that can last for all of eternity praise God this is the message that will change the world the new birth message that Jesus he died for your sins he was buried in a tomb In three days and three nights, he overcame death and rose. And this is the gospel message that we can apply that to our life. Just as Jesus died, we die. When we come to him and say, God, I want to serve you. God, I repent of my sins. I don't want to live like this any longer. God, I want to make you the Lord of my life. I remember when I repented of my sins, it wasn't my first time coming to church, uh, but after a few times, I decided uh, that I was going to give my life to the Lord. Uh, In that church in that day, they had the men on one side and the women on one side, and I didn't quite realize it, and I went down to the woman's side, and I was in, uh, had my face buried in that pew, and uh, snot, slobber, and tears, and I was breaking my heart before God. Uh, I wanted to be a Christian, and so serve him all the days of my life Uh, when I got up uh, after I don't know a half an hour or so of people screaming and yelling and dancing and excited and all of that uh, I was so excited that I had given my life to the Lord amen I had repented of my sins but it didn't stop there 
the Bible says just as Jesus was buried, we're buried with him in baptism. <laughs> Amen. And so I was baptized in that next service. Uh, but the scripture goes on to say, just as he has been resurrected into the newness of life, uh, so are we also resurrected in the newness of life. Uh, when we receive the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, Jesus inside of us. Amen. <clears throat> and so this is it we come not to contend with the words of man's wisdom but we come to declare a message of new birth that you can have the power of God if you've ever seen the movie the Raiders of the Lost Ark it's the power that was behind the veil of the Old Testament in that ark the Bible says when Jesus died the veil in the temple was rent and so the power of God had left the box and now it looks for fleshly tabernacles to dwell in. Amen. This is the message. At least the Bible message. Amen. Praise God. What are the benefits of saying yes and following him? Look at John 8 and 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Isn't that wonderful? Think about that. Before you're with the Lord, you're really in darkness. Before I became a Christian, I couldn't see the direction of where I was going to go. I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord. I was lame on my feet. I didn't know what to do or where to go. Amen. But when I gave my heart to the Lord, now I walk in the light of God. What a benefit that is. Imagine that, being able to live your life in the light, in the favor of God. Whew, what a blessing. Amen. I want you to know that those boys, the day that they dropped the net, some people said, hold on, you're giving up the family business? You're giving up your ability to earn an income? He said, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. I want you to know this. What they ended up getting was firsthand. They got to saw the blessings. They, got, they were there in the days of the miracles. Amen. They got to hear the teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. The Bible said they even wrote, we are not just passing on stories. They said, but we are eyewitnesses to these events. And they penned them down. Amen. Whew. Eyewitnesses. You know, we're losing our final World War II vets. And one day, there will be the last eyewitness that was actually a soldier in World War II. And then from there, you're going to have to believe those events by faith because there won't be an eyewitness to say that this is what really happened, right? 
And so that's how it is with this book. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you can put all of your life, uh, you can put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, I want you to know in 1948, uh, there were some boys throwing stones, uh, amen, in the Middle East up in some caves, uh, and they heard a shattering of, um, of some pottery, and, and, uh, and, and they ended up finding in here these vases of clay, pottery, and there were scrolls, manuscripts. And what they found was all kinds of manuscripts of the writings of the Bible. And in it were almost two complete manuscripts of the book of Isaiah. One thing you know about the book of Isaiah, it is a long, long book. And when they took all these out, they were a thousand years older than the oldest manuscripts that we had. A thousand years older than the oldest manuscripts. And there was two sets of the book of Isaiah that were almost complete and when they laid them out against the manuscripts that they used to translate the Word of God, what they found out was that they were almost 100% perfect. Ooh, man. Everything we need to know about God is right in this book. Praise God. <laughs> It's all right there. Amen. Sadly, though, there are some that did not answer the call. Would you give me Matthew 19, 21 through 22? Please. Matthew 19, 21 through 22. Jesus said to him, this was a, uh, a young man. He came to the Lord and he said, Lord, how do I inherit eternal life? He says, you know the scriptures? Obey the scriptures. The commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, I've done all this from my youth. Is that good enough? I've obeyed all these commandments. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Here it was. Jesus gave him the same, follow me. Now, those first boys, they just threw down the nets. Matthew was a tax collector. You look at him. Jesus says, follow him. He puts it right down and just starts following but this young man, look what happens. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He never even got on board. He never even started the walk. He said, no, it's too much. I'm just going to walk away. Thank you, Jesus but no thanks. Sadly, there are some that start 
but then stop following. Listen to this in John 6, 66 through 68. Jesus had said to the people that were there, he says, look, I am the bread of life. And he starts talking about that he's the bread of life. And he starts hearing some of the followers kind of murmur and say, and he says, if you, you need to eat of me, if you want to meet, be my disciple. And they're like, What's, this is kind of a hard saying. And, and they were having difficulties with it. And the Bible said that from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. That's pretty bad, pretty scary. Keep going. Then Jesus said to the twelve, he turned around. He said, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter, isn't he great? I know uh, he is, he can get a little rambunctious, right? Pull out the sword, cut the guy's ear off, <laughs> right? At times, that's all right. Uh, Jesus was a table flipper, right? Kick the table over, grab the whip, and start. So he understands if you lose it every now and then. <laughs> okay? Amen. But Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. <laughs> Praise God. I know it's sad. I know God wants everybody to be saved, but not everybody that starts the race is going to finish. But I want you to know all you've got to do is just say, Lord, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to continue to hear the word of God. I'm going to continue to serve you. I'm going to continue, amen, to reach out for you. Where else shall I go? Does Buddha have the words of eternal life? Does Muhammad have the words of eternal life? No, it's Jesus. I'm going to follow you, Lord. I'm not going to follow after the wisdom of this world. I'm going to follow after what saith the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Amen. I want you to know Whatever it is that you think that you might have to walk away from or you might have to give up, there is no comparison to the glory that you can have on this life and what shall come. Can you please give me Romans 8 and 18? Paul says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time. Now, he knew sufferings. Stoned. How would you like to be not stoned like stoned, how a lot of people think of stone. This was stoned as in put him in a circle, surround him and throw rocks till he passes out, till he's dead. He was stoned, left for dead, beat with rods a few times, put in prison. <laughs> Stripped naked, thrown in prison, right? 
But he said this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. <laughs> Ooh, one day, amen. <laughs> they are going to see a glory <laughs> that is coming. I don't want to finish with this. Uh, I don't want to get too into where, my, where the ending is going to go. Uh, but one day, <laughs> amen, <laughs> we're going to become like him, the Bible says. Uh, this corruption must put on incorruption. Uh, this mortal must put on immortality. Uh, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Uh, there's coming a day. Praise God. Somebody said, well, you know, they've been preaching about that a long time. Well, if you're on man's time, it is. But if you're on God's time, a thousand years unto man, the Bible says, is like a day unto God. Do you know that in God's time, Jesus was crucified only two days ago? Two days ago. Amen. How about Romans 14 and 17? Can I advocate? I want to advocate. If you haven't made up your mind, I want to advocate for you. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not in the physical, but it is in this. It is in the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The scripture up there says the Holy Spirit. I want to advocate for a moment. Amen. If you're tired of the troubles of this world, if you're looking for peace that you can never find, if you're looking for a place of feeling or knowing that you're right with God in the eyes of God, if you're looking for more than happiness that's fleeting, but you want joy that's everlasting. Let me advocate that you, amen, can find this here today if you reach out and say, God, I want more. I want to go deeper. God, I want to give my life over to you. I want you to know that there is something greater for each and every one of us if we just surrender ourselves to God. Amen. How about uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7? For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I wish that when I was a kid, I would have known the Lord. I wouldn't have went to bed every night with a spirit of fear. I remember as a kid, I would think, okay, if I lay on my back and go to bed, I'm vulnerable to a sucker punch in my stomach and somebody could attack my face. But if I lay on my stomach and go to bed, then they can only hit me in the back and the back of my head. This is what I thought as a kid. Where does that come from? It comes from, oh, because I had a brother, Chad. <laughs> my sucker punched me at night. He would never do that. <clears throat> anyway, it came from a place of fear as a young boy. I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know about calling on the name of Jesus. I grew up far from God. 
The Bible says he's as close as the mentioning of his name. I want you to know, even if you're not in relationship, even if you've not been born again, you can call on his name. You can say, God, I, I don't know you and I haven't been obedient, but can you help me right now? Amen. God, well, I want to reach out to you. If you call on his name, I want you to know that he's there to answer. Amen. advocate he has not given me a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind praise god you can have a sound mind isn't that great knowing that sometimes you need to tell yourself that i got a sound mind wife might not think so but i got a sound mind Amen. You know, he has not given us the spirit of fear because there is going to come a time in your life, amen, that you will have to go to the garden just as the Lord did. Amen. We get to see all the miracles. We get to see all the lives changed. We get to see all the healings. We get to see all the blessings. We get to rejoice in all of this goodness that only comes from serving God. But I want you to know there are times in your life when you may have to go to the garden of Gethsemane, amen, just as the Lord did. But I want you to hear me out. You can go knowing that you do not have the spirit of fear and that whatever comes your way, God has given me the ability, uh, amen, to go through it, uh, to endure it, to endure it. Uh, it might be dark now, uh, but the sun is going to shine in my life. Uh, I'm going to get through this thing, uh, if not on this side, uh, on the other side of glory, amen. Uh, I'm going to make it. Uh, I'm not worried so much uh, about just this, uh, uh, this temporary body, but where will my soul be for all of eternity, amen. Right? He gives us his spirit so we can get to that place as Jesus said, not my will be done. And he prayed in agony where the sweat turned into blood. And he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he knew what his destiny was and finally he said not my will but thy will be done i want you to know each and every one of you if you've been born again, God hath not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you the spirit that you can overcome, that you can endure, that you can say the same thing. Not my will done, but your will be done. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Amen. Whether you've blessed me or Job says, whether I'm cursed, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. Whether it's raining or whether it's sunny, 
morning, whether the crops are going up or whether the crops are going down, whether there's money in my bank or whether the check bounces, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. It may come down to it, whether we do it in a land of liberty or whether we face lockup and persecution and death. Amen. You can overcome. We have to. Because Jesus said this when he made that personal call, and I'm almost done. Yes, there is all of the abundance. Try me, the Bible says. The Lord says, try me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. Right? But Jesus said this. Can you give me Mark 8 and 34? When he had called the people to himself and his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I know the, the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. And as I look back at my life and I remember when we would go from one bad car to another bad car. <laughs> then we got a free car. 1982 Buick LeSabre, all white, plush seats, had so many electrical buttons. Man, it was like on a cloud going down the road. There was only one problem. Didn't have reverse. <laughs> we had to strategically park that thing whenever we went to the grocery store. <laughs> One time, my wife, I think she forgot. Somebody parked in front of her. She got stuck at Albertsons for a few hours there in Pasco <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> I think about that. I think about. There was a time when I had no money. I was in between jobs. I didn't tell anybody we had no money. But the eyes of the Lord are upon his people. And I remember we came into a Tuesday night service. And I had this junky little minivan. My wife wanted a minivan. You know, the minivan craze. You know, the Smiths, they had a really nice minivan. And we had these couples that were like 10 and 15 years older than us. And we had the same age kids. And and uh, we just weren't making the money that they were making. I was working hard trying to get two jobs to buy my wife a minivan. That first minivan we had, it was the ugliest minivan I think the world had ever seen. 
but we had a minivan. We had no money. I was in transition. And I remember we went into that service, and I came out that night, and that minivan was full of bags of groceries. And I'm not talking food bank food. I'm talking ruffles and Oreos. Somebody really did us good. To this day, I don't know who did that. Amen. But I have thanked them and said, God, thank you so much, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I said, God, one day, Lord, if you give me the ability, I will bless those just like you blessed me. Amen. Praise God. But it comes down to this. We don't serve him for the loaves and for the fishes. We realize that there is a day, amen, that we have to pick up that cross daily, and we got to deny ourselves, and not my will, but thy will be done. Every day, God, not my will, but thy will be done. You must increase, and I must decrease. God, I want to be a light on my job. God, I want to be a light to my family. God, I want to be a light to my school. I want to be a light in the classroom, God. Amen. You know, I, I affected a lot of people for bad, but I am thank God that where I'm affecting people for good today, amen. And so can you, praise God. This is what it's all about. If I can have the musicians to come, we're going to close this down. I've got one more portion of Scripture to read. We follow him into his death. We follow him into burial. We follow the Lord through his life. But here is the reward. Here is the final following that we get. This is exciting stuff. I know it's great having the blessings of God and the favor of God. If who before you, if God before you, who could be against you? I know that I've got God's hand upon my life. Amen. But here is the final following. Listen to this. For the Lord himself, he's not going to send another. It'll be himself. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Oh, he is going to be excited. You think those football players coming out of the tunnel for the Super Bowl are excited? That ain't nothing. I want you to know when he comes back to gather up his bride, to gather up his church, to gather up his people who have been washed in his blood, amen, and filled with his spirit. He's coming with a shout. This is it. He's excited. He's coming with the shout, with the 
voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those, amen, who have gone by the way of the grave, suddenly their bodies are going to come together from dust and from clay and from dirt and all of a sudden the graves will be open and they will be caught up and be in the heavens, amen, with the Lord. And here's what it says. Then who are alive, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So the dead are going to go first, and then you and I. I hope it's on a Sunday. I hope it's when they're given the altar call, and we're dancing, and we're praying, and we're saying, Oh, God, I want to live for you all the days of my life. God, I pray that you would have your hand not just on me, but on my children, on my children's children, oh Lord God that's it Mitch that's what he's looking for is somebody to say I want to serve the king of kings and the lord of lords amen and so shall we ever be amen in the clouds to meet the lord and we shall always be with the lord hey this ain't no Disney movie (laughs) uh uh It's already settled. This thing's done. I said, Dad, I can prove to you that God is real. The Bible says no man can tame his own tongue. I said, Dad, you cannot stop cussing. You can't do it. You'll do good for a day or a week but you're going to get mad and you're not going to be able to control because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I said, Dad, hear me out. The sailor's son, the log of Copenhagen in the fridge at 13, the spittoon in my bedroom, Dad buying me a case of beer for buddies in the eighth grade for the Super Bowl, I said, Dad, since I've been born again, I haven't cussed one time. The son of a sailor, the oldest son of a sailor. That's the power of God. He comes in and changes life. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Don't you worry. This life, one day, the Lord is going to step out in glory and he's going to call your name. Amen. And you're going to shake off the chains and the, and the problems of this life. Amen. And we shall be translated and we shall be like him, the Bible says. And so shall we ever be with him. There won't be any more death. There won't be any more heartache. There won't be any more pain. There won't be any more hurt feelings. There isn't going to be any of this anymore. It will all be glorious. In the presence of God, wherefore comfort one another with these words. He said, follow me. 
How about it? Are you going to follow him? I know most of you are. Amen. Follow him. Don't ever stop. Follow him. Amen. Would you stand with me right now as they begin to sing? Oh, would you close your eyes? I'm going to open up these altars. and I know most of us are already following the Lord, but I'm going to invite everybody to come down here this morning. And wherever you are with your walk with God, amen. You don't have to make a declaration to me. You make your declaration to God. Oh, God, I want to follow you better than I've ever followed you, oh, Lord. God, I desire to serve you, oh, Lord. Oh, that's it. God, I believe you can make something out of my life. God, I believe that you can get me through this situation. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You've got to hear yourself say it. God, I believe you're for me and not against me. God, I believe that you can take over the situation that I'm going through. God, I believe it, amen, that you love me. We got you got to hear yourself say it. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. These altars are open. Amen. Would you come down? The Bible said, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. Oh, would you come down and lift up the Lord? Would you lift him up high and let the Spirit of God go and draw all those that are in here? He's calling. He's looking at you and he says, will you follow me? Will you follow Follow me. Will you follow me? Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord.